Hey, Velocity Church, thanks for joining us on Facebook this morning. It's great to see you this morning as we gather together for worship. Uh, we'd love for you to drop a note in the comments, let us know you're here, or even throw a picture in there if you want to. Let us know how you're uh, worshiping with us this morning as we gather together. Well, today we're ending our series, Building Bridges. We're ending it a little differently than what we had planned originally when we thought we would be meeting together. Uh, next week, we're going to be starting a brand new sermon series on the most important thing about our faith. But this morning, we're going to look at the Bible for the direction that we're given when the gap that the bridge spans over uh, threatens to overtake our focus on the bridge. Disciples of Jesus would all agree that Jesus has won the victory over sin and death and that his perfect love has cast out fear. But when our lives are disrupted from our normal routine, the shock to our system brings about a heightened sense of awareness that often zeroes in on the source of fear rather than the source of our hope. When we're awoken by sudden sound in the middle of the night, maybe when we were a kid, we'd call out for mom and dad. Uh, my wife hits me, shakes me, wakes me up, and tells me to go check it out. And it ends up being one of, the, one of the cats knocking something over, something silly like that. Uh, but when everything in life is going normally, school is in, work is at the office, restaurants are open, life seems much more sturdy. It's more predictable, it's easier to coast through in our routines. The path that we're traveling looks sturdy and comfortable like a familiar bridge that we see or that we cross all the time, like this one. When our routines are upended, our perspective shifts, and the once sturdy and familiar bridge might look more like a footbridge that's hanging off the side of a cliff. It makes my palms and feet sweat just looking at that picture. But when life is uncertain and out of routine, the only thing that has really changed is that we've become more aware of the gap that the bridge was already spanning all along. There's a reason in nearly every movie or TV show that we watch that has any sort of heights in it, maybe somebody's climbing out of the window, that one of the characters inevitably says, whatever you do, don't look down. As soon as we look down, it's much easier to be paralyzed by fear of what lies below, whether it's what's at the bottom or how much air there is between us and the bottom. Of course, it also doesn't help to be willful, willfully ignorant of the reality that obstacles present in our lives, because when we then we feel less prepared to face them. And so God doesn't call us to stick our heads in the sand either. But instead, when there's trouble, to remember these two things. Remember where help comes from, and remember that there is no obstacle that can withhold his help from us. Check out this beginning of the song in Psalms chapter 46. God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. God doesn't promise us life devoid of troublesome circumstances. It's part of the consequences of sin. But as much as we might feel unprepared or surprised or left with uncertainty of what lies ahead, he is not. The gospel of Jesus is testimony to the promise that we can always choose faith over fear. Now, the opinions of what that looks like uh, can often change. There's quite a variety. On the extreme ends, I've seen that for some people right now, that means having large gatherings with no precautions whatsoever, regardless of the circumstance or the consequence, and for others, that life is completely on hold, that everything is shut down, and that we should all just withdraw in fear and in isolation. And I'm not talking about those who have health concerns in this moment. Uh, I'm talking about those of us who are just 
paralyzed by what, is, by what is going around us. And yet what's clear throughout Scripture is that faith isn't represented in the extremes of either pride or fear. Certainly extreme things have happened to men and women of faith. For example, disciples of Jesus have faced death as a result of persecution. But it's been the result of living out the normal rhythms of faith to which we've all been called, regardless of what's happening around us, that those things have happened. Loving our neighbor during COVID-19 looks a lot like not putting our fellow man at risk, in addition to helping where there's help needed. Social distancing, yes. Helping those who don't have that luxury or who are in need because of it, yes. Last week I mentioned some examples of the opportunities the church has had to respond to events like plagues throughout history. Uh, the things that we're called to in the best of times, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentles, gentleness, self-control, sharing our faith, generosity, loving our neighbor as ourselves, are the same things that we're called to even in times of trouble. The way that we know that we're choosing faith over fear in life is that we are not kept from the good that we know we ought to do. What we do in new normals, whether they're temporary or not, doesn't shift from a foundation that's built on faith. In Hebrews chapter 13, verses 15 and 16, we read, Through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise, the fruit of lips that openly profess his name. And do not forget to do good and to share with others, for with such sacrifices God is pleased. Skip down a couple verses to verse 20. Now may the God of peace, who through the blood of the eternal covenant brought back from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, equip you with everything good for doing his will, and may he work in us what is pleasing to him through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. I want to give you a practical response to things like this in our life, and this comes from C.S. Lewis, and he wrote a response to the atomic age and what that meant for people with the introduction of the atomic bomb uh, being a reality that they faced. And I'm going to read a couple uh, segments of a, a long quote that he shares in this writing. He says, in one way, we think a great deal too much of the atomic bomb. How are we to live in an atomic age? I am tempted to reply... Why, as you would have lived in the 16th century when the plague visited London almost every year. In other words, do not let us begin by exaggerating the novelty of our situation. And if you can, imagine replacing atomic bomb with the coronavirus. This is the first point to be made, C.S. Lewis writes, and the first action to be taken is to pull ourselves together. If we are all going to be destroyed by an atomic bomb, let that bomb, when it comes, find us doing sensible and human things, praying, Working, teaching, reading, listening to music, bathing the children, playing tennis, chatting to our friends over a pint and a game of darts. Maybe hold off on a couple weeks for that one. Uh, not huddled together like frightened sheep and thinking about bombs. They may break our bodies. A microbe can do that. But they need not dominate our minds. As unprepared as we may feel sometimes in life, the faith that God gives with the grace of his continual presence through the Holy Spirit, that faith prepares us for anything. And how we model that faith in times like these reflects whether we're focused on the bridge before us or the gap that's below us. I want to encourage you to spend some of the extra time that you may have to practice some of the basics of good that we already know we ought to have in practice in our life. With our families, don't let this time be defined by how many shows you can binge watch on Netflix, uh, but use the time that you get to spend teaching, 
Uh, gathering, sharing meals, building the right kind of good memories built on love rather than fear. In our faith, turn to prayer, Bible reading, loving our neighbor, gathering with fellow believers, even if it's online. Some of these basics are there to build up our faith so that we are ready for what lies ahead. Now would be a great time, for example, to jump in with us and join in on Core 52. Uh, we're raising our Bible IQ throughout the year. You can find out more information about that at velocitychurch.info. Over the last couple of weeks, one of the things that has brought me peace as we've tried to figure out as a leadership and as a staff what ministry looks like over the next few weeks is thinking about some of the things that we've had in place in our church and the way that God has designed the church to begin with that makes us prepared. Uh, the ways that we're able to stay connected, like right now, we're online and we're able to worship together. Uh, the ways that we have things set up at velocitychurch.info, we've got an online hub that we can constantly know 24-7 what's going on, what the latest updates are, how we can minister and serve and, and love one another. Uh, we have small groups that are still gathering, they're still praying for one another, uh, they're encouraging one another with God's word online. And it's one thing to distance ourselves physically to love our neighbor. It's a whole other thing to be isolated, and we don't have to be. We can continue to meet, we can continue to minister to each other, and we can, we can continue to help people in our community. I've got to share this one story with you. One of our small groups uh, is preparing to meet virtually online together. And one of the things that they did is they came together, they chipped in, and they bought a tablet for one of their group members so they could still be a part of the group. They weren't yet connected in that way, and so they took care of it to make sure that that person could remain in community with them. Um, just thinking a little bit outside of the box, to still be guided and directed by some of the basic goodness of faith that we're all called to and how we tackle the unexpected in life helps us to continue to pursue the goodness of God and enables us to be prepared. Uh, by the way, if you aren't in a small group, a Chip is prepared to get you into one. So send him an email at chip at velocitychurch.com or head to velocitychurch.info to sign up. One, of the last, one more thing before we head into a time of communion together. Uncertain times also give us an opportunity to build bridges of faith to people around us. Uh, hopefully you've already seen our communication about helping Henrico County and Richmond City Public Schools with their food distribution programs. Uh, but also I want to let you know of something that we're doing as a church family. We're uh, letting people let us know if they need help during this quarantine period. If someone is self or physician quarantine during COVID-19, uh, we're willing to share quarantine care packages with them. And so we'd love for you to be a part of that and help. Uh, your kids can engage in that as well, helping to make encouraging notes for us to put into those boxes. They can color and draw one. You can scan that, take a picture with your phone and email that to me, rob at velocitychurch.com, and we'll include those things uh, in there as well. Uh, but we also need your help to let people know that that's available to them because some of those people may not know that there are people out there willing to help in their community. So send them to velocitychurch.info slash QCP uh, to let folks know that they can request one of those things to help them. We will be a church that is about what God is about, regardless of what's going on around us. And that is helping people find Jesus and love God. And just like we do every week at Velocity, we're going to share in a time of communion together right now. 
remembering the cross and the resurrection of Jesus, the bridge to redeem us and reconcile us to God, uh, helps us uh, to remember the reason that we get to choose faith over fear, regardless of what's happening around us. And as we take the elements that represent his broken body and his shed blood for us, may we be reminded that God is ever-present, regardless of what life brings. Pray with me. God, thank you for being constant, uh, being a refuge for us, uh, being the place that is always consistently there to help us, uh, regardless of what's happening in our lives. And God, as we go through a, a period of time uh, that's unique, maybe a little uncertain for us and what's to come, God, we thank you for, uh, for, for being there and knowing that regardless of what things look like on the other side, uh, that you will see us through. God, we praise you for your son Jesus. We thank you for his resurrection and how that brings us new life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.